cheese pizza. That counts as hardware. <laughs> cheese pizza. <laughs> Dina Reno. Carl. Lorino. Merry belated Christmas to you and yours. Yeah, merry belated Christmas. And it's going to be New Year soon. It's going to be 2017. Yeah, I'm going to go in the. I'm going to go to the cinema on New Year's Eve as is tradition. I'm not into like the house party thing. Although, hashtag new me, maybe I should. What are you going to watch? Rogue One. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm super late on watching it. Um, yeah, me too. I watched it last night. Which would have been the 29th of December, 2016. We're recording on the 30th. Mm-hmm. It's like 11.30 in the a.m. Um, we did start recording about an hour ago. <laughs> uh, we've just been talking bullshit. That's, that's fine. That's pretty much what we do. Um, you get any good Christmas loot apart from that book you bought yourself? Yeah, um, but I pretty much just not really. I just buy all my Christmas presents all year round. And then when it comes to Christmas, like, I've literally had everything I want. There's nothing I want. Hmm. So um, I've got the Oculus Touch controllers. Oh, yeah. Um, they're really dope. I had um new iPhone, mm-hmm. as always, as is tradition. As is tradition. Well, so yeah, I just buy myself electronical gadgets throughout the year. And then when it comes to Christmas, like, no, I've, I've had everything throughout the year I don't really need anything cool yeah just like general stuff like socks and smelly things and bath stuff and I think I'm nothing major I think I'm in the minority in that I actually quite look forward to getting socks I just like yeah. socks man <laughs> I don't know what it is like um, if I could I'd wear a new pair of socks every day because new socks are the absolute best I don't know about a new pair but I might be able to kind of do that uh, I've been living in my current house for about 19 months now I think and uh, about a week ago I finally got around to pairing up all my socks uh, it took me the best part of two hours um, so I've now got two boxes in the bottom of my wardrobe just full of like little bundled socks it's not going to stay like that for long no, no, the first time I wear them, they're going to get chucked in the washing machine and the washing machine will teleport one of them to a separate dimension. Uh, it will come back like six months later with a hole in it. So, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I try and do that thing where I just buy all black socks and then like they just all match in some way. See, I'm, I'm quite muted in the way I dress, I guess, except for my socks. I like nice flamboyant, like Lawrence the Bowen Bowie style socks. <laughs> <laughs> my socks have got their shirt cuffs undone <laughs> and they're doing feature walls <laughs> fucking feature walls feature walls and water features <laughs> oh I know what this calls for oh beer time yeah hold on uh, I'm doing it with a lighter because I forgot to pick up a bottle opener oh there we go that sounded good. That was actually kind of sacrilege because this is my last, the last of my supply of Rochefort 10. No, I've I've got a Rochefort 6, 8 and 10 on the way with two matching goblet style glasses, I think, in a goblet style. I'm not sure. Yeah, your ones look different to mine. Yours look I don't know, well, taller, well, it's more um, fat. Sure and fat. Should be different. 
Yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to drinking it. So, um, cheers. I'm pouring mine at the moment, actually, very carefully. Okay. So I'm drinking uh, Brewdog Santa Paws. Oh, I've not tried that. Is that uh... which is a seasonal um, Christmas beer? So I'll read the description in a very seductive voice. This 4.5% decadent Scotch ale is a robust malty beer packed with flavour at and strength. No, packed with flavour and strength. You can drink slower. Slower. Or I can't finish. Slow. It's like three paragraphs. <laughs> no, okay. three sentences. So this 4.5% decadent Scotch Ale is a robust malty beer packed with flavour at a strength you can drink all Christmas Day long. Hmm. A baby Scotch Ale, which is perfect with Christmas pudding or whilst playing Pictionary with your granny. This is our antidote to the chaos of the upcoming festive season. Raise a glass of this Christmas beer, share it with your friends, family, fellow podcasters, and sit back and enjoy the world as it descends into a fairy light fueled frenzy. And if all else fails, just blame Santa. Okay. I can get that. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. So let's uh, give it a go. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, I don't really... Um, I can't see myself picking up a, a brew dog joint and not enjoying it, because the, all the ones I've had so far seem to be pretty fucking good. They're all very distinctive, and all got really good flavour to them. They do, some, they do a lot of uh, good things. Have you seen the prototype ones before? Uh, no. They do these prototype, brew dog prototype ones, where it's like beta testing... Their beers, oh, so like basically. Super small batch, small batch beers. So it's like small batches of their upcoming flavours. So And like the label's like just blue and white, like blueprint style, kind of very uh, muted rather than colourful. It's really cool. Like It lets you know that this is like a trial. Like we're testing this. And then I've got version one, because um, I tried out the Elvis juice, which is one of my favourites. It's the grapefruit infused IPA. Yeah, you uh, Elvis juice a couple of weeks ago, right? On the yeah, on here. yeah, exactly. Um, but I've tried the prototypes because my local beer shop gets them in. Cool. Um, so I tried version one and version two, and I think the final version is not far off what version two was, from what I remember. So it's quite cool that they release these prototype beers of um stuff. They should do like a subscription service, uh, like ten pound a month, and then whenever they do a new sort of beer or beer they send you it i'd get down on that yeah just just send me beer mm. just send me beer i'll be a happy guy so last week was our actually no let's talk about this week week 10 week 10 double digits we're in uh, double digits we are i mean i I'm, i don't want to sound like a downer on your editing capabilities but this will come out in 2017 <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll come out um what's today? Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, oh no, it'll be out. It'll be out, don't you worry. It'll no, wait, today's Friday. Today's Friday. Yeah, tomorrow is New Year's. I'll um I'll do a quick edit and you can do the show notes and then oh, good. Okay, I'll yeah, fine. Uh if you do the edit, <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk yeah. semantics in the middle of the show. But uh yeah, episode or slap on the wrist. It'll be out before the end of the year. I guarantee it. It's our last 
2016 podcast. And to mirror what happened last week, last week we talked to the best of 2016. Yep. We're going to take the exact same topics and talk about the worst of 2016. Cool. Um, I think you kicked things off last time, so I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. Uh, so pick a topic. We have the same topics as we did last week. Uh, so for the first one, I'm going to pick Netflix original, as is tradition. I think that's what we picked last time. Um, so, and to reiterate from last week, this isn't necessarily stuff that came out this year. It's stuff that we experienced or discovered this year. Um, that said, my worst Netflix original of the year did come out this year. Uh, it's called White, Ragget, uh, White Rabbit Project, and it's a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a blatant cash-in on the death of Mythbusters. And... Um, Mythbusters was a show that I loved dearly. Like, I like to make things, and you know, I'll never be on the level of like Adam Savage, but um, I just sort of like I really identify with that kind of thing. And my rabbit project is just some bullshit <laughs> bastardization of that format. It is literally bastardized Mythbusters with the B team that they got booted off like a season ago, like. The last season of Mythbusters didn't even have them in it because everyone didn't like them that much, I think. And the the worst thing is that as soon as you open up the first episode, it's some really cheesy sketch. Yeah, it's the part of Mythbusters that no one liked, right? Because um, I don't know... It starts off on a very low note. I don't know if you know or ever noticed that there was a few different versions of Mythbusters. So, like, the American version was very as you'd expect, like, here's what just happened. Here's what's coming after the break. Like, just <laughs> non-stop repeating itself. And there was, like, an, uh, a European version that was, um, yeah, and the American version tends to have a, have a lot of these sort of, like, skits, like White Rabbit Project has, where, for instance, oh, okay. in the first episode of White Rabbit Project, they're um, testing supervillain tech and so it opens up to a really cheesy, shitty, like, superhero skit of some dude of uh, uh, electric powers, essentially fucking around with a Tesla coil. Um, so, yeah, they did that in, like, American Mythbusters, but, like, the English or European version didn't really have that. It had them, like, drawing out plans and stuff, which I thought was a lot better. Um, so, yeah, it's... That's my pick for worst Netflix original of the year. It's a shitty cash-in on the death of Mythbusters. Um, Talking of Mythbusters, there's this uh, subreddit on Reddit. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, that um, dedicate themselves to re-editing all the Mythbusters episodes to take out all the repeated <gasps> coming, here's what's coming up, here's what just happened. Oh. Crap. So they break down like an hour-long episode into 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm moving all the junk and all the, here's what we're going to do. It's like, no, here's what we're doing. So yeah, just, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I think they're probably cutting the American ones then because the, the English ones, they do, they do do that, just not anywhere near as much. Um, but then they are cut down to like 40-ish minutes anyway because of adverts. So yeah, I don't know, maybe it works out the same. Um, there is a new season of Mythbusters though. Did you know this? Is that? Yeah, yeah, on a science channel, I believe. Huh. Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman. Um famously don't like each other that much, but they <laughs> pretty well on the T V show. Uh I think they're doing yeah, like one season on Science Channel and it's gonna be more 
like back to basics tested myths rather than like you know they did like the walking dead episode and they did you know like these breaking bad episode i remember breaking, that yeah, it wasn't very good was it like no it was pretty shitty yeah even when they did like other stuff they managed to present it in a way that was really interesting like the um they did like the supersonic rocket sled that disintegrated a car <laughs> like that was really cool they didn't need some dumb premise to test that like they just did it like what would it take to make a car go away like not smash it up into pieces but literally just like make it go away um but then yeah you get these themed ones and so i think the new one is going to be less of that nonsense and more like straight up designing and building and testing like which is what i like about it i think what a lot of people like about it So my worst Netflix original mm-hmm. was something that I watched for like 30 minutes. I tried to watch through. It's a series called The Get Down. Uh, I've seen it advertised. I haven't watched it. So it's kind of like a drama, musical drama set in the 70s in the Bronx in New York. Okay. And it's about the rise of disco and r&b music and it's very like yeah i've seen this actually i haven't watched it but i've um i know what you're talking about now and i think yeah um the big warning signs for me was one it's made by baz lerman and i really can't stand that guy's films and work what about stuff. sunscreen i never saw sunscreen I was no no it's a song sunscreen it's that one, it's like a cool Oh, got... he, yeah, no, no. Oh, he done a video for that, did he? He did, he made the song. He made a song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I just, for some reason, Frontier Psychiatrist just came into my head. That's the Avalanches. That's, yeah, that's the Avalanches. That's who I was thinking of when you said sunscreen. Yeah, no. Frontier okay. Psychiatrist. Okay, I'll let him offer his musical chops for uh, sunscreen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that boy uh, needs therapy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Grab so anyway, yeah. Let's have a tune. <laughs> I remember that. I actually listened to that on Google Play a little while ago. Um, the Avalanches are pretty cool. I quite like them. Uh, they done like a new album out this year as well, I think. There's a lot of bands with new albums out this year. Didn't Earth... No, I'm going to be wrong on this. It wasn't Earth, Wind & Fire. It was someone else. Chuck Berry's announced that he's oh. got his first album coming out next year. His first one in like 38 years or something. Yeah, fuck Chuck Berry. <laughs> No, his cousin Marvin's much better. <laughs> you got to hear this kid. It's <laughs> yeah, a new um, sound. It's a new sound you're looking for. Yeah. Um, anyway, to get down, yes, yeah, Baz Luhrmann, and I really don't like like Moulin Rouge or uh, all the other stuff that he's done because it's just too. I think she's got a certain like direction style that I don't like. It's just very like fake. It's and, very I don't obvious, know. isn't it? It's very um... yeah. He straight to the point. A, even The Great Gatsby, I couldn't get into, even though I love Leonardo DiCaprio. And it was just his style of filmmaking, I just don't appreciate. And I don't know why. But um, See, what's interesting to me, with, especially with Gatsby, um, I know people who've never read it and watched the film and thought it was incredible, which I, I've read the book and loved it. And I don't understand how anyone can watch that steaming pile of excrement and think that it is anything other than just complete bullshit. I've never read the book, and I didn't like it. It's awful. I mean, the book is great, but the film is terrible. Um, when you started to describe The Get Down just now, 
for some reason, my mind immediately went to Hamilton. Don't know why. Oh, I'd love to see that. But I've noticed a kind of increase in like these uh, hip hop, kind of hip hop musical uh, stories. Not necessarily historical like Hamilton is, but I think there's one. Did it start with straight out of Compton? Did that kind of like spark? and paved the way for this kind of Apparently, media. that's really good. I haven't watched it because I don't... It is, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, no, there's another one on Netflix at the moment, I think, called Hip Hop something or other. Can't remember what it's called. Um, but my Netflix queue is a complete mess at the moment because it's all... I've been watching tons of foreign films and dreaming about Donnie Yen being my dad and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, Donnie Yen will make a great dad. Yeah, it's after you said about Ip Man last week. I watched all three in one sitting. <laughs> and then I watched another Donnie Yen film and then a Jackie Chan film. Then you're going to go to the cinema and watch another Donnie Yen film because he's in Star Wars. Yeah, is he the most famous person in Rogue One? <laughs> <laughs> most famous to me. There was... Uh, no, it's um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. He's getting about Mads- a bit, isn't he? Oh, uh, apparently there might be a new series of um, Hannibal. Yeah, a Science of the Lamb based one. Well, they're missing out quite a bit, aren't they? Because I think the original plan was to go through like Red Dragon and everything first. Yeah, so I think they're fast forwarding to that. and mm-hmm. That would be brilliant because I'd love that series for yeah. all its flaws. I love the books. I love the film of uh, Science of the Lambs. That'd be great. Um, and the TV series just done a good a good interpretation of that world. Yeah, like it wasn't anything special or new or like incredibly exciting, but it was a fun TV show to watch. I'll give it that. It was so arty as well. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I love all the classical music and the the montages of Matt Mickelson cooking people. And hey, it gave Lawrence Fishburne a job. Oh yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Whatever happened to him? Oh, he was on the CSI for the longest time. He's in... I saw him in another trailer. I can't remember what it was for. Probably nothing um, good. I think it's that new Arrivals film. Oh, no, no. Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. But in that case, I'm not interested. Anyway, they get down. So, yeah, Baz Luhrmann. Don't like his style. <coughs> That's... It's, it's me. It's not you. It's probably me. Um, <laughs> plenty of people like it. It's not for me. But I, I like the premise of this thing, which got me interested, but then I just didn't like the, the interpretation of it. So, And then about like 10 minutes into the first episode, a little annoying kid shows up. And I think, is that him? Is it him? And it's like, yeah, it's him. It's Jaden Smith. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he just plays Jaden Smith. This is... A bit in the 70s with flares and a big afro. Oh, <laughs> this sounds so cringy. Like I, I don't like to use the word much because it gets thrown about on the internet a lot. But this kid has like the most privilege on the planet. He is like one of the most privileged people alive, and he's he spends his days like contemplating life on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> with no punctuation. Yeah, like this kid has films made so that he can be in them, like. Let's be clear, the Karate Kid would not have happened if Jaden Smith was not on board, right? That was him, sweet wasn't it? Sweet the leg. Yeah, sweet the fucking leg. Um, sweet the fucking leg. What a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, he's probably about 16, 17 now, isn't he? Every, uh, I was just about to say, every single word he types is in capital letters. 
Uh, his Twitter is just gold. It's like, I wish I'd run out of tears when I was 18. It's either that or he capitalises the first letter of everything, which is one of those things that really fucks me off when people do it. Like, they're trying to get a point across, so they think that capitalising every word is going to make that somehow make more of an impact. It's like, you just, I look at that and I think you're just an idiot. I want to be Ryan Gosling for Christmas. I mean, who doesn't? Only things that keeps me going is knowing that eventually both of us will die. Wow. He's, he's turned dark. You're talking about his dad? He's turned dark. All I want for Christmas is truth. Fucking hell. He is either like permanently stoned. Just <laughs> so stoned that like if he ever stopped getting stoned, the permanent, like the, the sort of cumulative effects would just continue forever or he's just like a bit divvy in the head like i don't i don't get it with this kid he doesn't even have to like work or anything his dad is like super duper mega triple ultra double rich like and and he goes and instead he goes and like stars in shit films and does this shit on twitter like i don't i just want to be a k-pop star next tweet I'm serious. I actually want to be a K-pop star. I mean, again, who doesn't? I'm kind of big into K-pop then, at the moment. Like, I'm not. And then, like, a few days later, people see me and ask me if I want to be a K-pop star, as if I haven't made my goals for 2017 <laughs> clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy! This guy. Speaking of 2017, before we move on to the next thing, this will be a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Something that. Uh, Oh, I'm doing a throwback to like the early episodes. Something that really grinds my gears is uh, this New Year's resolution thing, right? And uh, so I follow a bunch of PC gaming websites and stuff just to get my news in that. And I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm twirling my moustache I don't have at the moment. Oh, my New Year's resolution is 4K. <laughs> That's fucking me <laughs> off so much. Like, every third post I see anywhere is like, my New Year's resolution is 3840 by 2160. <laughs> it's I, me I remember so when angry. that joke was floating around IRC and it was like 640 by 480. <laughs> <laughs> I survived them days. 1200 by 720. <laughs> that was that premium, like, SLI That's setup what- shit. That's when I grew out of it. Mm. Yeah. My resolution's downgraded this year because I'm playing a lot of stuff on Oculus. And instead of playing my glorious 4K monitor, I'm playing on this shitty 1080 subpar thing that's strapped to my face. I thought they were 1440. Yeah, I don't care what they are. They're stupid. I mean, there is technically four of them that you're rendering. So, you know, it does take a bit of beef. Well, two screens, Mm. four versions because it's 3D, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I've really got no idea. I know it's two screens. It's two screens and it's in 3D, so it's like you're rendering it. Is it in 3D? Screen. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't work, would it? Really? Well, it doesn't need to render it four times because it doesn't render twice per eye. It renders once per eye. Because if it's in 3D, it renders twice. Once for your left eye, once for your right eye. But in this case, it doesn't need to. Yeah, what I mean is I think each panel is 3D. I, be, I don't know. Each pa- Go and ask Palmer. No. I don't know. No, because only uh, the way 3D panels work is two eyes are looking at them. So since only one eye is looking per at 
one panel. Yeah, it wouldn't be free. The way VR specs work is that both eyes are looking at both screens, which is really weird. It's the way they're set up and because they're so close oh. to your face. Right? Because it, like, Oh, so it's not one eye per screen. It's like no. the two screens. Because when you look at it, when you look like when you're wearing the Oculus, it looks like one sort of screen in front of your face, but it's actually two, and it's your eyes doing the work to make them blend into one. Um, mm. I think I'm right. I'm probably not, but you never know. Uh, I don't know because I can't really tell the difference between Oculus VR and mobile Samsung Gear VR. Oh, I can. Um, uh, apart from the graphics, of course, are a lot better on PC. But I saw an article the other day that was like, what's the best VR headset of 2016? And it was like HTC Vive, Oculus Rift. And I was like, yeah, okay, it's going to be one of those two. Uh, but they were also saying Gear VR, Google Cardboard, PSVR. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's not any of those, is it? Do you know why it's them? Uh, because they're cheap and accessible. Because they're cheap and there's probably Amazon affiliate links linking to them. Yeah, probably. That yeah. people will buy because people won't buy the Oculus Rift based on what's the best VR headset article of 2016. Mm. People buy these disposable things and make more money because they're greedy pigs. Um, movies. I'm going to pick movies for my next uh, okay. one. Worst movie. Worst movie. Um, the Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Because... Um, uh, the thing about Rogue One, um, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but it's it's like watching the prequels of Star Wars. Like, you know that he's going to turn into Darth Vader at the end. <laughs> like, no matter what the story is going to be, you know the outcome. He's going to turn evil <laughs> at the end. Yeah. It's like the premise of Rogue One is it's about the team who get the Death Star plans. And you know at the end... They're going to they're gonna get the Death Star yeah. plans because the Rebels have a bit at the beginning of Episode 4. So you know where the story's going. But it was a really good film regardless. That's not my worst movie. Um, I'm a bit sad. It's one in... It's, yeah, you're a bit sad. This isn't the one where you'll get to see many boffins die, is it? That's the next one. That's for the second Death Star. <laughs> yeah, no, no boffins dies in uh, Retrieval of the first Death Star plans. When I was a kid, I thought it was boffins. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine all these geeks doing this like infiltration thing. Yeah. <laughs> if we calculate the geometry, <laughs> uh, but, uh, worst movie twenty sixteen. Yeah, um, that, that's the only thing that grinds my gears about prequel movies is that you know the ending already, and it's just about the journey. But um, this is why I um, just I quite liked it. But in there, and also to go back to last week, um. There was, we had some confusion over the next Alien film. Um, so the next one is a Prometheus follow-on, which is a prequel to Alien. And I think this suffers from what you just talked about. Like, we're getting essentially three prequel movies to Alien. But the ending to Alien as a sort of franchise is so... um Shit. It's like they fucked up the third and fourth film so much that they just let's go back in the past because there's better stories to tell there. We can't yeah. continue from here. And so this is why the new Sigourney Weaver and uh, Michael Bain, I've since learned is his name, of um, Terminator and Aliens fame, uh, mm-hmm. are all over that film. And uh, tentatively called Alien 5 at the moment. 
for some reason. Um, but yeah, so that one goes in after aliens mm-hmm. and would give, you know, the alien series a proper ending rather than just like, um, cause like, that's what I really liked about the Star Trek film. The first, the first reboot of it. Yeah. The first new one, how it just completely kept it within the universe and just like changed the whole timeline, which meant this is a separate timeline to all the other Star Trek films. Yeah, but it also like stood alone. So like that film could have come out and then they could have like scrapped the new Star Trek project. Oh and yeah. It would easy. have been a sweet Star Trek film regardless. And then you get the bonus of having a second one that is also kind of self-contained, you know? Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, so I like the idea that they can just somehow, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Maybe they just won't do it at all and just sweep the, two and three sorry three and four under the carpet but um resurrection and what's the other one three resurrection three i would say in three that's original <laughs> i mean resurrection has good ideas right like the newborn is a really cool idea i don't know how familiar you are with it i watched it like a year ago so the newborn is essentially um the sigourney weaver got impregnated with an alien oh okay. she yeah. kind of gave birth to a like a, a pale almost humanoid xenomorph which i thought was a really cool idea like it had good ideas about cloning and stuff but it was just poorly executed free had no good ideas and it was poorly executed and it broke all the rules of alien and it's a shame because it was directed by one of my favorite directors uh fincher oh yeah yeah david fincher he broke the cardinal rules he threw the alien out in plain daylight He'd done the best with what he what he had. Not only that, it was the shittiest CG I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah. Um digressions aside, uh worst movie of twenty sixteen is not Rogue One. No. Thank worst movie is it was hard to pick because I try not to watch terrible films. Mm-hmm. I try to watch films that are either interesting or you know, I try to watch good films. I did. I try to avoid bad films, but the worst one I've seen is probably the Independence Day Resurrection. Oh, why did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I've just completely just gone back. I, I say I try not to watch bad films. It does happen occasionally. This was a film that I wanted to see because I did like the original Independence Day. It's a bit of a and Jeff Goldblum was returning, and I went in knowing it was bad because I heard so many people say it was terrible. So I went in with the very lowest expectations and it was all right. I didn't mind it too much. I found it watchable. I didn't turn it off, but um, it wasn't a good film by any stretch. It was just... See, I don't know how anyone expected it to be anything other than a good, bad film. He's just in a space of like 10 minutes, like Jeff Goldblum goes to the moon and then comes back. Yeah, like Independence Day was a good, bad movie, right? It was like a bad film, but it was bad in a good way or good in yeah. a bad way, whichever one. Like, the thing that ruined it for me, there's always that one point in films, especially those older sort of big set-piece action films, like that and like Jurassic Park and stuff. There's always this one moment that ruins it for me. And in Independence Day, it was when Jeff Goldblum just had the cable to plug into the alien ship. Like, Don't worry, I've got a Mac. It's compatible with literally fucking everything, including an alien ship. <laughs> I think, if I remember rightly, I've read online, I've not confirmed it for myself, but that was explained in a deleted scene. What's the point? Where 
where aliens came to our planet and then stole our technology so they know what USB is and use it for themselves. <laughs> Something like that. And I can see why it was deleted because that's equally as stupid. They have interplanetary travel and they don't have a better connector than USB. I mean, it's USB-A and at that point it would have been USB like 1.1 1. 1 or something. <laughs> Not even USB 2, which was crap. Like, if I remember right, it was a Mac, so it's probably Firewire or something. Oh, Firewire. Shit. Which was like so much better than USB, but no one used it. Firewire had gone to that part of my brain where like mini disc lives and Zune <laughs> and. Uh, and oh, fucking Zune. I forgot about Zune. Uh, Zen MP3 players, which were pretty awesome. But yeah, all that shit's floating around back there. Fucking Firewire. <laughs> The cable that came out and worked with nothing. That's great. Yes, that's my pick. What about what about your pick? Worst movie. Um, again, yeah, I, I'm not in the habit of going out to see films that I don't think will be very good. And I don't think I've actually been to see many films this year, but I've watched a lot of movies. Um, uh, so, yeah, my pick is uh, it's called Grimsby. It's the new Sasha Baron Cohen joint, and it's oh. fucking trash. Like, it's literally just shit. It's, it's got no redeeming qualities. It's all... I think uh, I was, like, in touch with, like, 15-year-old Carl that was super into the Ali G show. Yeah, I was about to say that when, you know, Ali G was a shit when I was 16, but watching it now, it's just like, what the hell was I on? Yeah, like, I think I... I think I liked Borat when that came out, right? But in like a kind of like, oh, I know this is shit, but it's kind of funny kind of way. And I don't know why I decided to go and watch this one, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> he's just like, he can't write a movie. He can't do it. It's like he's written a children's book and then adapted it for like adults or something. It's so bad. It's terrible. So quite like some of his work like um when he's not in creative control when um it was that Mart- uh, martin scorsese film uh hugo about the boy in the train he played like a train master and he was actually quite good in that role yeah he seems to be good in other things uh, the only thing that i will say about him is um someone convinced me to watch uh the dictator i think it was called the, the dictator Oh, yeah. It's essentially another Borat, isn't it? But he's a foreign dictator. And that, that was a bullshit movie. But it was... Um, the idea behind it and uh, some parts of it were really, really cool. Like, there's a part towards the end where he's got like the American media huddled around and he's saying all these bad things but then being like, at least I don't do this thing, which is something that the American government does on a routine basis, like, <laughs> which was pretty funny. And it turns out the DVD of that shipped with some fake currency as well, which was, I guess, a nice touch. I like when people do things like that. Yeah. Like when, um, building. yeah, like when, uh, heavy rain came with the, um, origami, thing origami. In the ca- yeah. On, I think while it was installing, it gave the instructions of how to do it. Yeah, and it was on the least suitable paper to do origami with. 
<laughs> kind of ruined it but yeah uh worst movie of 2016 i'm not even sure it came out in 2016 i know i watched it this year uh it's called grimsby it's by sasha baron cohen it's a pile of shit game cool game worst game of the year this was a difficult one for me yeah because i like films i try not to play bad games i think as we've grown older i think probably the same as me we tend to um Value our time. We value our time. We value our money. Uh, we, like I've said before, I vote with my wallet. I don't pre-order. I wait until the game's out and I read the reviews and then I go and get it if I want it and I don't if I don't. Uh, one game that I did not follow this doctrine with was called Mighty Number no. 9. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. I just don't really have words for this one, to be honest. Mighty number nine. Oh, it was. So this is the Mega Man remake by the guy who invented the original Mega Mans. You can't even call it a Mega Man remake. Yeah, it's the guy that's responsible for Mega Man, but he's. He made a Mega Man just legally different enough not to get sued. This is like the spiritual successor of Mega Man. Spiritual successor, that's yeah, what it's Which is a, a term that gets thrown around a lot these days. Um. It's spiritual successor is short for we ripped off this. Yeah. So mighty number nine is to Mega Man as like, uh, like those old Tomy, uh, handheld computer games are to a Game Boy Color. <laughs> you know the ones I mean. That have like yeah preset pixel designs in the background and they just flash lights behind them to like do animations. I remember winning one of those out of a, a magazine, like a Toy Story one. And when it came, I was like, this is shit. I just threw it away. <laughs> Mighty Number no. 9 is a poor, 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 poor ripoff of Mega Man. Like, it fails to match the complexity. It fails to have any difficulty whatsoever. It, it's like a walking left and right simulator. You can just walk through enemies if you like. You, you know, you shoot them. What's the point? He's going to walk through them anyway. Mm. Buggy. <clears throat> it didn't work very well. It was delayed about a million times. It cost more than it should have. Uh, its retail price was a lot more expensive than what it was worth. It was like it was just shit. Shit, Dean. It was shit. It makes me angry. It was so shit. It was shit. Ah, <coughs> what can we do? Um, not play Mighty Number no. Nine because um, there's a Mega Man thing coming soon. Uh, uh first four games I want to say remastered. Same games, okay. same controls, but like remastered, look nicer. I did see that. I think it's maybe the first five games. Mm. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, <clears throat> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, my worst game. I know this was hard because I haven't played many games this year, and the ones I've played have been generally good. Um, you play like a lot of long form games, like yeah. So I've been playing a small amount of games over a long period. So I've been playing like have a lot of Metal Gear Solid and like sixty hours into that, and forty hours into Pokemon. Um. I play a lot of old games regularly, so I play. I've played played through Link, uh, Link to the Past, 
again because the I played it through on my Wii U and then they released it on the Game Boy, uh, not Game Boy, 3DS. It's a Game Boy. It is a Game Boy. The 3D Game Boy. So I played it through on there along with Super Mario World because I love them two games. I can just play them on every single platform they get released on. I've played them like billions of times. It is. It is my favourite Zelda game. Um, It's objectively the best one, like, without question. It was the first one, I think, to like nail the formula of what makes a Zelda game. Yeah, and it was um it it like it, it did what a sequel should do. It fixed a lot of the problems the first one had. Um and I think the second one, because Link to the Past is the third one, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Zelda two. Um Yeah, and you're right, it nailed the formula. Uh it just it paved the way for like four or five generations worth of just awesome fantasy games but none of them quite managed to live up to a link to the past that game is just and it's not even one of these ones where it's all nostalgia like you go back now and it's still a fucking incredible game oh man I'm gonna play that I'm gonna play that soon because you just said it <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot of fun um, so what I'm gonna pick as my worst game is probably my biggest disappointment I think it's everyone's biggest disappointment. Oh, Dean. Um, so I can't think of anything else, so it's going to have to be No Man's Sky. I thought we said we weren't going to do that one. <laughs> too okay. okay. It is it's a stupidly obvious choice, but I don't think it's without merit. I, th- I think it does deserve that point. It's the most disappointing game. It promised so much. I, I, I enjoyed it. I put like 40 hours, 30, no, maybe 30 hours into it, and... Mm enjoyed my time in that world but it just wasn't what it sh- could have or should have been based on what was uh hyped up about it and what was shown about it prior it's that thing about um this is gonna probably gonna lead into maybe our next topic which i think is a news article um when people write about no man's sky now they still talk about it in a sense that um, they they talk about it in a sense that it was a failure because of the amount of hype that was piled on it. They don't talk about it in the sense that it was a failure because the amount of shit that was promised to be in it and wasn't. Like, this isn't uh, opinion. This is fact, you know? Like, this guy went out and said, these things are in my game. And he said this after the game had fucking gone gold. <laughs> which if you don't know what gone gold means when a game goes gold it means it's past its QA tests it's 1.0 it's ready to go out the door and go into shops right like it's ready to be put on discs and sold that's that's the final copy of the game bar day one patches or whatever so the game is complete and finished and he's on national television saying you can play online when on the other side of the country there's cases being printed saying you can't play online this game was just a lie from front to back and I don't understand how people are still trying to like soften it almost like they're still saying oh this game was massively overhyped and it's like yeah I guess it was overhyped but it also was a massive lie (laughs) it was overhyped with lies it was built on a house of lies much like our podcast much like our podcast. I'm going to do this now. 
I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna edit this now. That chicken you hear at the beginning of the show, that's not a chicken. Tell them, Dean. No, no, I'm not. I'm not proud of this. Tell them what it is. <laughs> no. Go on. I, I'll tell you what. Can, can you can you guess what it is? I'm going to play the theme tune one more time. See if you can guess. Okay. See, when you listen it's carefully, a, it's not a chicken, is it? It's not. It's it's a goat. It is a goat. Yeah, I, I was searching. I was searching for good chicken sounds, and I couldn't find one because chickens don't make good sounds. And the best p- person that could make a chicken sound was this goat. Yep. So, um, Built on a and also, and also, the theme tune is a complete rip off of uh, the Home Improvement theme tune. Yeah, so that was my idea. Dean Dean ripped it off, but that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I played the song. Um, I played the guitar, but you. Came up with the idea. Instead of being like, dun, 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 News article. So I'm um, finishing off my last ever sip of Rochefort 10. Um, no, nah, it won't be the oh. last ever. I'll buy some next week. Last ever for this year. Oh, yeah. Oh. Fuck. I could have drunk that on New Year's Eve. I'm going to be a boring fuck and play Overwatch on New Year's Eve anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, man. I thought that I couldn't play competitive because I was in the open weekend. Oh, okay. Beta or whatever. Turns out you can't play competitive until you hit level 25, which oh, okay. wouldn't be a problem. But because of the way Blizzard works with their online gaming, um, which is a problem that I also had with StarCraft in the past, uh, uh, where they do like European areas, American areas, and uh, Asian areas. Okay. So it's Europe. When I'm about to play games, everyone's in bed. <laughs> so, yeah because you play in the mornings don't you yeah I, mostly. i've got a day off work i play games all night because when i'm i work nights and when i'm off work i just stay up all night anyway because i might as well and i'm bad at sleeping at night um so yeah i've never got anyone to play it with kind of sucks so i even have to play it like put back my bedtime and play it then because i really do want to play it i'm like energized about this game now um but yeah I'm just dying to get into that competitive mode. It's just taking ages to get there. Uh, so of all the worst news stories, um, I think they're all pretty bad. It's been a bad year for news. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to pick a very recent one just because it's probably the only one I really felt emotional about. And that was uh, Carrie Fisher dying. Carrie Fisher is, uh, yeah, she's, she's dead. Um, yeah, and that was uh, a big shame because it was a little bit unexpected. Well, she had like, she had like a heart attack, and I thought, oh no, that's not good. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I kind of miss her. She was a lot of fun in like interviews, and it's just been great seeing loads of people on Twitter just posting all like quotes from her and like video clips from her. So that was pretty cool, and she was pretty badass in Star Wars as well. That lady's had a crazy life. She um, 
did Star Wars. Uh, she was in uh, Blues Brothers, I think. Yeah, she was in Blues mm-hmm. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got addicted to um, alcohol, I believe drugs. Um, and she's very, she was very open and public about these things, about, you know, how she overcame the addiction and sort of bounced back. And, uh, you know, her story is, it's like a harrowing one, really. And she comes back and gets back into Star Wars and then 2016 happens. Uh, fuck, I'm not getting on board that train, actually. People died before 2016 and they'll keep dying in 2017. That's, that's the thing, like, celebrities aren't getting younger. and No, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just 2016 is a nice thing to blame everything on because it's been a lot of high-profile deaths this year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to keep happening. Um, it's going to keep happening. There's one that might happen soon that we're not... Yeah. Um, there's... I, I know we have listeners abroad, probably like 50% of our listeners are not English or not from England, I should say. There's currently like, I don't know if it's still going on. There's currently a a media blackout on somebody who is very ill. (laughs) Yeah, there's this hashtag media blackout on Twitter that's trending. That Mm -hmm. Apparently it's a very high profile celebrity and everyone's thinking it's the Queen. She has been pretty ill recently. She's been ill. She's missed. A, she's missed uh, two things. She's in hospital yesterday. And and she cut the Queen's speech short, didn't she? And the, she didn't go to the Christmas Day festivities that they normally do, where they no festivus do stuff. No festivus. So she she's missed like two events, and then she's in hospital yesterday. And the palace released a statement to say it was just a routine annual checkup. Like, who the hell has their annual checkup between Christmas Day and New Year? Yeah, I can't get a doctor's appointments until two weeks from uh, two weeks from now, and I actually quite yeah. need one quite badly. Uh, yeah, but you're not the Queen, so yeah. I mean, she has like private doctors coming out of her ass. There's doctors everywhere. Um, so yeah, for her to go to hospital for a routine checkup was is a bit strange at this time of year, and there's a big giant media blackout. And not even like this. No one's actually year. seen her. No one's. And uh, the biggest thing about this media blackout that that I find weird is that no one's denying it. No one high profile is denying it. So yeah. it could be true, could not be true. Um, I mean, I don't like to gossip about these kind of things. I don't particularly like to talk about them either. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, also I'm not like a, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, you know, royalist or nationalist or it's not nationalist, is it? Royalist, maybe. <laughs> You know, I'm not particularly fond of the idea of the royal family, but uh, it will. If it is the queen and the queen does die, you know, God forbid, wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, it's going to be really weird because this woman has been the ruler of my country for my entire life, uh, and probably most, if not all, of your parents' life. Uh, I would guess. Yes. Like- yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, it's like 19... Oh, yeah, it must be, because it's like 1940 she came into power. She's... Fifties, mm, late forties, early fifties. What? The Queen? <laughs> She's yeah. like 92. No, um, when she came into power, oh. late forties, early fifties. Something like that, yeah. Oh, uh, wasn't it just before World War Two? I don't know. Um... She's like 92 or something, right? And her mother lived to be 103, I want to say. 
The Queen Mother. I thought it was 110. So the Queen's 90. Shit. Her mother was... The Queen Mother. I'm pretty sure it was 102 or 103, something. 102. She was born in 19... No, sorry, 1900. 1900. And died in 2002. So, yeah. Uh, pretty much 102. Fucking hell. She was... This is a person who... Uh, in my lifetime, like someone who was alive in my lifetime that was alive in the 1800s, like 1890 or whatever, 1870. It, that's fucking wild to think about, right? Who else out there can you name that has been alive in your lifetime and who was alive in the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That is crazy. The Queen is like maybe the oldest person I can think of right now. But yeah. 1926 she was born. Um, so yeah, she came into power in 19... Uh, sorry. 1953 was her coronation. So after the wars then. That's... Okay. Uh, she was pretty... Uh, she was only 30-something. Uh, yeah. oh. But yeah, like yeah, this woman has been the ruler of my country for my entire life. And it's going to be... I'm not saying she's dead or she's dying. But if she does... I mean, she will eventually... Or she'll abdicate, yeah. or she probably won't abdicate. Very, but very soon, it would be a very weird thing. Uh, In like the near future, like near few years, I think she'll advocate at least. Yeah, so I think this is maybe something that doesn't apply anywhere else in the world except for like maybe Canada, because I think the Queen is still on their money. But like, all our money is going to change, and we won't have God save the Queen. Yeah, thank Christ, because I fucking hate that. God save the king. I quite like the other one, the um, rule Britannia. Britannia rules the ways, but not anymore. <laughs> we used to. Navy's fuck. Used to. Oh, would, would the, the um, Sex Pistols have to get back together and record? Well, Sid Vicious is like super dead. So Is he? Yeah, for years oh. and years and years. Fucking 2016 taking everyone. Well, his girlfriend topped him on heroin in like the 80s, I want to say. Oh, there was a film guy. about it called Sid and Nancy. You should watch it. Yeah, I should. Okay, uh, so this was news should, article, um, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was my news article. It was very flaky because I try not to pay attention to news. Yeah, I mean, my worst article of the year was pretty much any any gaming related press uh, that wasn't from websites that I like. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> no, there seems to be this recent trend of, um, and I'm probably the last person who should be talking about this because I tried to do it once. Um, this sort of trend of gaming websites that are just completely off books, not related to anything, don't have any contacts, don't have any sources. They pick up on rumor mills and just run with it and make shit up and do whatever the fuck they want. It's not even this thing of like, trying to get the story out quicker than anyone else it's this thing of just like hearing a rumour writing up a bunch of bullshit and planting it on the internet and this is where you get all those shitty like rumours spreading from is sites like this and uh, it just does my fucking head in for some reason Google now decides that they're going to put this shit in my uh, news feed all the time and you can't even block it because you block one another one pops up like an annoying fucking gopher or whatever <laughs> the only uh, recent uh, example I can think of was um, 
would have been late November on the run up to BlizzCon, the Blizzard convention. Uh, there was a lot of talk earlier in the year about a potential Diablo 4 because Diablo 3 has been out for a few years now. Um, and that was killed really quickly. Like, no, nobody working at Blizzard is working on Diablo 4. Diablo 4 hasn't even been thought about yet. Diablo 3 still has lifetime. But coming up to BlizzCon, for some reason, all these shitty little websites are like, Diablo 4 confirmed. Release date inside. Playing clickbait. Hashtag stop clickbait. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the only example I can think of recently. But worst news article of the year is news articles that came out of these, like, unregulated, un- uh, websites with no morals like you know no journalistic integrity is the word I think I'm looking for yeah it's a it's been a very the problem problem is that the, the way the advertising structure is set up it's set up in a way that page views pay money and it's not incentivizing quality content it's incentivizing clickable content yeah um, and at least when I did it I did it kind of low key and I didn't uh uh monetize it at all. I didn't I tried really hard to um you know confirm things before I wrote about them. Um and or make it very clear up front that it's speculation or unconfirmed and unverified and all that. Yeah, I'd say things like in my <clears throat> opinion or if this was me or I think this, I think that like you know, it's Stuff like this, they don't do. They just like everything is a fact, 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 and it isn't. It never is. And that's uh, thing by by creating stuff like that, you're creating comments where people are just going to argue, mm-hmm. and then people are just going to keep coming back to that page just to type more comments to argue with, and then it's just create more page views, which is great because your advertising runs on page views. That's it. How many impressions you get? Yeah, so it's just a complete. Uh, I think the online advertising model is just incentivizing such shitty journalism. It's not just in gaming, it's in the whole range of journalism as a whole. If you see a website, uh, this is a bit of advice from me to you. You probably don't need it, but maybe our listeners do. Maybe they don't need it, maybe they're just interested, who knows. If you see an article or website and you're wondering if they are on the level, look at the article, take a look at the bottom. If it's not got a name on it and it hasn't got a link to contact that writer somehow that article cannot be trusted straight up like sometimes there'll be ones that can't be trusted that have like a twitter link or whatever but no one in their right mind is putting their name to some shit that's all unsubstantiated rumor when it's claimed as fact like you'll you'll see that of all of them they never have like a contact link or they'll never sign off of their name or they'll never be like an, a, a writer bio underneath it Stuff. Yeah, there's a few. Um, oh, I completely forgot what that byline byline. But yeah, byline. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, news is in a shitty place, and hopefully we can get that changed. I don't know what um, to do about it. Can you ad block? There's a. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's like um, ad blocking is changing the business models and showing a lot of people willing to opt out of that kind of business model. And there's another thing coming out called Flatter Plus. Mm-hmm. What's that? Which is, um, have you heard of Flatter? It rings a bell. Before, okay, so it's created, it's a micro donation platform created by the guys from the Pirate Bay, Peter Sunday, 
and some guy who I can't really pronounce his name. His the, first name is Lin, Linus. This one you've met? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've met Peter. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, <laughs> I'm just yeah. remembering what you told me. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had quite a fun little conversation of about stuff that I won't mention. <laughs> no, nothing... Nothing illegal. No, just no, no, no. It, was, it was just funny. That's a story for another day. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect that conversation with that person. No. Um, no, really nice guy. So they've got this product called Flatter where basically you can implement buttons on your website to receive Flatter. So if I am a Flatter user, I'll see this button, I'll click it, and that will donate some money to you, like a micro donation. Oh, so this is Flatter as in you're flattering someone, you're... Exactly, yeah. The website so, and you think that the article they've done is pretty good so that you're going to press this little button and give them a couple of quid. Yeah, exactly. Um, to replace being bombarded with shit adverts? Yeah, so that's a way of you... Cool. Um, what, what they've done with, with Flatter over the past few years is create this platform where people can just pay money directly for, for content and say, yeah, I like that, I'll give you some money. The problem with that is... It requires a lot of manual work on the user side. Yeah. And also the website side. So the website has to have this button installed. Um, and it'll just be linked in with all the other share buttons that are on there. You know, you've got your Facebook button, you've got the Reddit button, you've got the Twitter, you've got the Flatter button, whatever. So it's just another button that's on the headline. And then the other thing is you've got to be willing to click it. Yeah, I feel like that might suffer from the... Um, Bandcamp and Humble Bundle sort of effect of you can buy this for as low as one penny or zero because it lets you put in zero <laughs> get it for free yeah yeah so what Flatter plus does it's an extension where you top up a set monthly amount they recommend i think five euros a month mm. you can put a little bit less you can put as much as you want i'm assuming there's some sort of upper limit but um and then what happens is it it monitors what websites you look at and how much time you spend engaging the websites and the interaction you have on that website, and then it distributes your money evenly against automatically against all these websites. I like that. so it requires no real work on your side uh, apart from the initial setup, and then no work on the website side. So it's another way of funding the content you look at and that you find engaging. And it and it the way it works is it encourages more better quality content because the more engaged you are with the content, the more likely, <coughs> um, more flatter juice will get pumped into or something like flatter juice <laughs> flatter yeah that's my that's my term i like that a lot um yeah so that's something that uh, adblock plus are working on at the moment which is quite interesting i like the plus side of it better than i liked the original pitch you gave me um i think me reading an article and deciding a whether or not to give them some money and b how much money i'm going to give them kind of sucks i feel like if i chuck a tenner in a in an account because I read a lot of articles. Uh, yeah, well, that's how it works originally. You'd put, you'd top up like £5 a month or whatever, and then when you flatter a website, it auto automatically get distributed based on which website you've clicked on. Cool. Um, so Flatter Plus is just bringing automation to that to, it'll know what you've been looking at and it'll distribute it more evenly against the websites you look at. So I feel like um, there'll be, some problem well I guess if it's a login thing that's fine never mind it's this no well there's there's a lot of like there'll be like a lot of they've done a lot of work from what I can tell um, refining the algorithms and making sure like you're not flattering 
you know, facebook.com yeah. because you go on Facebook 10 times a day or if you go on messenger.com to message people, you know, it it's purely for content and not for like, yeah, I was thinking more the web as a whole, like you're not going to flatter your bank just because you check your balance twice a day, for example. I was thinking more along the lines of like getting it fucked up because you're on VPNs and stuff, but I guess because like it's, it's a thing you sign into probably doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a browser much. extension. Yeah. It's a browser extension. Yeah. So, and you can choose to manually flatter, you can choose to, um, blacklist websites so if you like to rage on a daily mail website but don't want to give them any money you can choose that i do like to rage on the daily mail website <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do it's just so provoking it's just so... but um yeah hopefully that will change and spark change in the industry to make a better web but yeah I, um, that, that's uh something to look forward to in 2017 i had a bad experience and slash a good experience with adverts this morning but i'm not going to go into it at all really because i already told you and i feel like repeating myself actually uh but yeah i'm i'm on board with you i kind of want adverts either gone or better um now they're fucking doing my head in i just (sighs) what's the next one what's the what's what's the next one um i'm gonna go for hardware uh i'm gonna let you run buck wild with this because i don't have one yeah, go on. That's fine. Oh. Um, hardware, I'm going to say... Um, last week, my best hardware was the Oculus Touch controllers. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm going to say the Oculus Rift headset. Is the worst. Is the worst. Um, I thoroughly believe that the Vive is better than the Oculus headset-wise. Uh, I think they're pretty much on par, give or take a few differences. I, I mean, both of them are uncomfortable for me to wear, right? just because of my glasses and I have problems with, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, contact lenses. Mm -hmm. I can't do contact lenses. Uh, both of them are uncomfortable for me as a glasses wearer, 24 seven glasses wearer. Uh, the Vive was a tad more comfortable. Other than that, I think they're pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah, they're mostly the same specs. Um, yeah, the Oculus headset, the things I don't like about it is just, um, I got this big beefy PC and a 4K monitor and games look crisp and sharp and put pixel perfect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I put the Oculus headset on and it's just like a 1080p or 1440 just garbled. I don't think it's 1440. I think it's around about 1080. I think, I don't know about the consumer release. I know that the, was it called the DK? Yeah, DK1 was, um, Samsung Galaxy Note 3 panels. Yeah. Um, which weren't... Oh, no, wait. Was it Note 4 panels? Because Note 4 panels were 1442. Something like that. But that was like that was actually one panel on them. With like a plastic splitter in the middle or something. No, no, no. It was two. It wasn't was like it the whole of the phone. It was like the tech for that panel. I don't think they was like literally ripping the panel out of the phone and sticking it in the thing. I think it was. I think it literally was the panel. Really, if I remember, yeah, just a panel with circular things over it, because which works really well. Got on the Gear VR. And well, the Gear VR doesn't really. It's any, isn't it? It's whatever you can make fit inside it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of proves that you know you can just have one phone panel and some magnifying glasses, and it looks good as VR. But um, no, the Oculus Rift resolution is twenty one sixty by twelve hundred. Uh, so better than. 1080p then yeah but it's just not 
it's like very sharp. You see a lot of anti-aslizing. Um, basically, the graphics. I was very underwhelmed with the graphics after coming from 4K down to this. It was very like underwhelming. It wasn't like I mean sharp. You can't you can't do that. That's not fair. You can't expect. I know. I know. Way to 4K. I think also because I used a Gear VR as well, that kind of was my first experience of VR, and it was a really good experience. I, and then getting the Oculus Rift, it just wasn't anything more than that initially. I did Gear VR with a... It was a Note. I don't know which Note it was. It might have been an S7. I'm pretty sure it was a Note. It wasn't mine. It was at an event, and I tried it out. Um, I did not like it at all. Having already tried... Um, the Oculus and the Vive or Vive or Vivi or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's a Vive. Uh, it felt kind of unresponsive and laggy. Uh, you could tell the frame rate wasn't up to snuff, which is something that you have to nail on a, on a, on a, like a face mounted, you know, screen. If the yeah. frame rate isn't there, you're fucked because you're just going to throw up every 10 minutes otherwise. Like, I, don't, I just did not like Gear VR at all. And also out of the four that I've tried, I haven't tried PSVR, but I've tried the other ones. I've tried Cardboard as well. That was the least comfortable. It was not nice to wear. I don't know. Mm. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Choke it up. Yeah, man. I'll just cough down the mic. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that out, aren't I? Um, yeah, so Yoculus, um initially I didn't actually play that much because it. I just found it was better to... Um, Watch Polnun. Just, just play games on my PC rather than play games on this. And there wasn't any like standout games that was like brilliant. But since I've got the touch controllers, that has changed and there's now a reason for me to jump into this world. That's what it was missing. Um so now, like, the choice between the two headsets comes down to which control method do you like better, because they are pretty much the same otherwise. Uh, although Vive does now have that, um, I don't think it's official, but I think there's a third-party wireless solution for it that is apparently spot-on, like, really, really good. So that could be a deal-breaker as well. But um, I do, I do get it that a lot of people don't like those Steam Pad style controls on the Vive, which is fair enough. I think the Oculus ones would be more um, like user friendly. Or uh, the Oculus ones are very good. Like widely, I think they'd be more widely accepted because it's a bit more like what everyone's already got anyway. The thing about the Steam controllers is that when you, sorry, the uh, sorry the Oculus. So, are we talking about the Steam ones or the Oculus ones? Uh, I'm I'm using Steam and Vive interchangeably, but I mean, like, what I'm saying is that the Oculus ones, I think, are easier for people to accept because it's, you know, oh, yeah. it's a set of buttons that you hold in your hand, whereas the Vive one is a couple of weird touchpads that aren't really on anything yet except for the Steam controller. Um, so, they're, so they're ones. They're, like, very much like a Wii U remote when you're holding them. Mm-hmm. They've kind of copied the Wii U remote with your little thumb pads at the top instead of a D-pad, for example, where Oculus has gone for these like handheld things and it feels like when you're holding them, you've got your hand like a fist. Yeah. And that mirrors the gesture of what your on-screen um, hand is doing as well. Like 
If you hold down the trigger buttons, your hand is in a fist. If you lift your index finger off, you're pointing your finger. And that's what you're doing in real life because you're lifting your finger off to point it forward. Because the Oculus has this really cool technology where it detects if your fingers are touching the button or not. Yeah. Which is uh, really cool. So if you lift your thumb up, you're literally doing a thumbs up gesture in real life and you're doing a thumbs up gesture in um, VR. This does seem like a cool tech that I haven't managed to get my hands on yet. What I'm... Yeah, it's hard to describe it in a way that does it justice, but it really works well once you try around with it. It's very natural. Like I had my five-year-old daughter picking up things and putting things in slots in VR. Yeah, I saw like the, picking uh, up a, the, the video. Um, yeah. The thing that worries me about this is that there's already been so much... Uh, I was about to say segregation. That's not the word I want. Um but you know, like games for Oculus and games for Vive, right? Uh, I know a lot of that was perpetuated by Oculus, like they wanted it to be exclusive and on their store and whatever else. But I feel like this does like affect that quite badly. Like you're you're gonna have games that are designed specifically for use with the Oculus Touch, and you're gonna have games that, you know, will work with the the Vive or whatever. And I think while the control scheme may be really cool. And it's cool tech. I think that having a, uh, you know, unified solution across the two platforms would be far better because then everyone gets to play their games after spending 500 pounds on a headset or whatever it is. Like, that's the thing. It's you're not buying a headset, you're buying into a platform. Yeah. Um, and that's not absolutely clear when you buy the headset. Is it? It's like you're going to go and buy a headset. No. Um, and Facebook you know oculus had the facebook money behind them and facebook have funded quite a lot of good content because problem with making content for vr is hardly anyone has a headset Mm -hmm. and you know it's not good return on investment so facebook is and steam as well i think steam are doing as well actively and sony for that matter they're actively funding the content creation to make the content available so people buy headsets because they've got content to play with yeah Um, it's a very like chicken and egg situation Steam, I think, are doing uh, kind of an annoying thing where they're just, wherever you look on the store, at least like 25 to 40% of what you're seeing is, uh, you know, VR stuff, which is really annoying when you're just trying to find a game to play. (laughs) I don't have this. Stop showing it to me. If I've never plugged a VR headset into my PC, I don't want you to be showing me VR games. Like... (laughs) Why do I want to see this? But no, yeah, I get it. They they need to be funding this shit because, as you say, the the install base is so low at this point. It's not like I think Sony would have a better time with it because, uh, unlike Oculus and Vive, if you've got a PS4, you're good to go. Right, you don't have to go through a checklist of like right is my graphics card good enough is my cpu good enough do i have enough ram to like you know handle these extra processes and whatever else it's not it's a much easier thing to buy a headset and then just buy games on playstation than it is for one of these pc headsets but then again the experience isn't going to be as good because it's not as high-end a thing and it's not you know uh, there's pluses, minuses, pros and cons all over the place. Oh, there is. All there over is. The place. Uh, 
for me, a lot of people hated on Oculus because of the uh, Facebook acquisition. And There's no reason to. But um, for me, it's just who's got a better platform. And at the moment, I think it's Oculus. Oculus are got the better controllers. They've got the better games and exclusives. So uh, there's a lot of debate whether you should be funding this exclusive culture. But I don't care. I just want to play good games at the end of the day. I don't care. See, I kind of do care. I don't think you <laughs> should be funding. like Exclusivity at the end of the day does nothing but hurt the consumer. Like that's it that's all it does is hurt the consumer like i went out and bought a 300 pounds playstation 4 well shit that game i really wanted to play is xbox one exclusive like it is it's bollocks like you know yeah but would that game have got made independently otherwise like or would microsoft have no. made double their money if they sold it on two different platforms rather than just one yeah there's that but then they've got a thing of promoting their platform and creating a healthy ecosystem for their platform. I can, I can see why it's bad for consumer, but I can also see the business sense behind yeah, it. Yeah. Like that, obviously it makes business sense, but like it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. If I was to buy a console right now, it'd be the PS4 cause they've got some great exclusives, but so I don't, should I do that? I don't think they're there. I think there's a couple. I don't think there's enough to worth. This is why I still don't own my own PS4. I think there's Uncharted 4 and there's Bloodborne. I don't think there's any other exclusives on PS4 that tickle my fancy. No, there's a few for me and a few in the in the horizon. Like, especially God of War. I love them games. Oh, yeah, I suppose God of War. That's But I wouldn't consider an Xbox One because there's literally no games I want that I can't play on PC. Mm apart from maybe Halo just for the campaign, but then I'm not spending like £400 to play a campaign, campaign for a few hours. isn't very good this time around. Just to throw that out there. Yeah. Let's, um, we've... Let's move on. Yeah, let's, rip, <laughs> let's rip a few of these off really quickly. Um, okay. Um, I'll start with worst beer, Marshall Amps beer. Uh, mine's Foster's. I was given <laughs> a crate of Foster's as a gift and... I drank one and poured the rest down the sink. Yeah, I, I drank the Marshall Amps craft beer and I had very low expectations seeing that it's a beer branded with guitar amplification Yeah, um, on it. And yeah, that was bad. So That also sparked a conversation between us that didn't actually make it into the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think we spoke about whose sweat would it be better to drink out of all the rock stars. Oh, and then I think in a separate conversation, because you said Elton John, I think in a separate conversation, it was like, which era Elton John? <laughs> I think... Candle, candle in the Wind Diner's funeral, Elton John. Yeah, one of us said like Circle Candle in the Wind. I can't remember who, but Jesus. The Lion King Circle of Life era. Oh yeah, I'm, I was thinking of... Um, like I'm still standing super energetic 70s Elton yeah really energetic flamboyant Elton John oh, uh, yeah Foster's fuck that shit fuck that noise like you want to go and drink Foster's fine I'm not saying you know I mean it is a bad beer but it's have standards there's there's better bad beers you could be drinking yeah seriously like uh, I know like Foster's Stella Carlsberg, Carlin, Cronenberg. That was fine when I was like 16, 17, going to the local pub. But then once you realise that they all taste basically the fucking same, 
and you go out into the world and find all these new exciting beers like you know I don't know it's like uh, eating gruel when you could be eating like nice food my go to bad beer is Budweiser yeah Budweiser is the king of beers like the I can't be fucked to think about it I'm just going to get some Budweiser like I know I'm getting and I know it's acceptable yeah it's it's inoffensive right it's um it doesn't taste the best it doesn't taste bad it you know it chills well it it goes down easy it's it's an okay beer giggity giggity yeah giggity goo uh yeah, that was that was that was worst beer. Yeah, what was that Marshall Amps? Yeah, Elton John Sweat uh, did that. Yeah, worst uh, anime. Worst anime. Um, yeah, it took me a while to think. Because are you dropping out of this one? Or have you got one? Um, I'm going to pick the Pokemon X and Y series mainly because my daughter watches it on Netflix and. The, the episode format hasn't changed since I was her age, watching the the exact same things. Now, see, I thought, when it first aired, when you said because earlier on I went, "Oh, is it Pokemon?" and you went, "Oh, yeah, it is." I thought you were going to say it was Pokemon Generations. Um, oh no, I haven't seen that. Something happened in. Oh, or am I thinking of Black and White? It might have been Black and White. It might have been X and Y. I can't remember, but something happened in one of these shows that really just made me laugh and yes I was watching it <laughs> so you remember like Ash ditched his Charizard because it was too high a level and it wouldn't respect him <laughs> do you remember that yeah. Um, yeah so he sent it to like basically Jurassic Park for Charizards um, where it was like all Charizards and they fought each other and leveled up and stuff so in this new one Ash is like bragging about how he had a Charizard and so he calls up Professor Oak and gets him to send it over um, just so he can have it fight this guy's Dragonite like having a dragon battle and then at the end of it he has like an emotional moment oh Charizard I missed you it was so good to fight with you again boink ditches him again <laughs> sends him back to Professor Oak like <laughs> Ash is the worst Pokemon trainer that there's ever been out of all the things he's caught he could have a dope team but he chooses to walk about with a Pikachu and like some starters <laughs> he's terrible yeah, he's... especially in these new series because there's no rival yeah. it's just everyone's friends and the only rivals or only bad guys are still Team Rocket still Jesse and James in Team Rocket it's just come on just change the formula now see I think Team Rocket were the best ones but they've been around for every single generation series yeah great keep it the same I like the... it no it's just like it's still just Team Rocket and Meowth just blasting off again being Blasting off again, Ed. Yeah, it's just like such a shitty formula for a series. The only thing that's changed is uh, James has changed. Yeah, he's got a new voice actor. Because the old one was a paedophile. <laughs> really? Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, he was a pedo. Um, is that is that question still a girl? There's still a girl who voices Ash, I think. Yeah, I think she's... A woman. Oh, well, I mean, you'd be watching the English, wouldn't you? Is it the same person? In the Japanese, the person who does Ash is the same person who does Goku from Dragon Ball Z and a million other anime characters. She's super famous. Okay. She's also really old. I'm a bit... Was it Was it Japanese James who was a pedo? No, no, or it was English James. James. Yeah. James. <laughs> I 
I'm gonna watch the original series and just no pick up on it. Jesse James. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna watch that as well. Actually, uh, oh, my niece is watching. She's four, so I don't. I guess you can kind of compare, maybe. Uh, but she's watching old Pokemon on Netflix, I think. And I can't wait to show her the original Pokemon movie, just to see what she does when Ash dies. <laughs> That's cruel. I don't think my daughter's seen it. I watched it recently, and it actually made me like get a lump in my throat and shut. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was dead dramatic at the time. It's still pretty fucking dramatic. This is a kids show, and like the main character straight up died. Like Pikachu, it has that trope where you know someone cries over the dead body and it comes back to life magically. It wasn't just Pikachu though; it was all of the Pokemon. everyone's tears. Even, Everyone cries. Yeah, even the evil Pokemon cried, and uh, and Ash came back to life. Uh, What's your anime? Oh yeah, your worst anime. I had a problem with this. It was gonna be one of the many things I've tried out this. Like I've tried to expand my anime horizons because I tend to be like a a shonen boy. You know this shonen thing. Mm-hmm. Like a nope. Oh, shonen is like uh, action for teenage boys. It's like a a genre like there's a magazine that comes out called Shonen Jump um Shonen is like Dragon Ball Z One Piece uh like sort of energetic fighting shows you know okay so I've been trying to branch out and try other things and so I think my worst anime pick is also a Shonen show just so happened to find it it's called God Eater and um it's pretty shit. It's basically uh, like Attack on Titan, but worse. Without Titans in it and without anything. Yeah, like sort of no redeeming features, really. It's about not much in particular, and <laughs> it's really boring. So I stopped watching it. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to my favourite topic, which is music. Okay. Worst music. In 2016. That's my pick. That's my pick. The pen, pineapple, pen. I I don't really get it. And it's just very annoying. Apple pen. Um, I think it's more annoying for you by the sounds of it. Yeah, like when it was first around, there's a foreign lady that works with me. And so I showed it to her. And um, she thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah, and ever since then, not just her, other people keep playing it around me. It seems that wherever I go, someone's like, oh, have you seen this? It's like, yeah, about four months ago, and I was sick of it then. <laughs> I remember watching Gangnam Style when it had less than 100,000 views. Oh, you fucking hipster. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> now it's got like two billion or something stupid like that. Two, I doubt it's got a... A billion, it can't have. It's got a billion. Really? With a B. Yeah. Hmm. Call me when it's got a, call me when it's got a trillion. With a T. With a T. Call me when it's got a jillion. With a jillion Jacobs. Yeah, it's got two billion two point seven billion views. Shit, son. That's a lot of people like waiting until the English bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Someone's just messaged me on Facebook. About what? 
someone who I've never really talked to, like an extended cousin, uh, like my mum's cousin's daughter's daughter, so like someone who like I vaguely know. Can this evolve into like, podcast content? Yeah, sure. So before 2016 ends, let me thank you for all the good people like you. You made 2016 beautiful for me. I pray that you'll be blessed with a faithful year ahead. I, w- I wish you a jovial January, a fabulous February, a marvellous March, an awesome April, a meaningful May, oh, no. a joyous June, jubilant July, amazing August, no. successful September, optimistic October, and a nurturing November and a divine December. Have a victorious year. I hope you're the first person. I hope I'm the first person to wish you a happy 12 months of 2017. Send these smiles to anyone who made you smile somewhere, sometime in your life. It may surprise. Literally, it's a big giant paragraph, but with a smile between every word. Fuck this. Ah! I hated. I, was, I had to back up so I didn't deafen you. I fucking hated that. All of it. Yeah. Like, it's not even someone I, I speak to on any base I've not spoke to her this year they don't know me just tell them Carl hates what you just did I've put it oh, that's the sound no. of me falling it to you that's the sound of me falling it to you so you can see it in all its terribleness they're doing that thing where they capitalise the first letter of every fucking word it's the Jaden Smith thing it's the Jaden Smith thing it's full of emojis full of emojis in all the wrong places Send these smiles to anyone who made you smile somewhere sometime in your life. This is a fucking chain letter. You sent me a chain letter and now the grudge is going to kill me. I've never smiled. I've never made this person smile. I've only spoke to her once and it was just like, oh, hey, we guess we're related. Can you add me into that conversation and be like, oh, whoops, who's this? No. <sighs> no. She's, if she wasn't related to me, then yeah, but no. Um <laughs> So yeah, I think we've both got the same music pick. TV show, I'm going to say worst TV show was Arrow. Um, it's a pretty shitty TV show anyway, but this series has just been pretty pants all round. I stopped watching it. Uh, mine was a show called Salvage Hunters, only because every time I go to my mum's house, she insists on watching it, and it's dog shit. <laughs> That's a show where they go to people's garages and... <sighs> loot for stuff and then sell it at an inflated price basically trying to find hidden gems in people's garages not even uh, hidden gems like they'll go to a dude's house and buy a table and then take it to their warehouse or whatever and like hit, hit it with chains and stuff to make it make it look rusty make it look weathered is the word I think you'll find weathered and then sell it on their like Etsy store or something for about 600 <laughs> quid and I guess the last one is worst experience of 2016. Okay, uh, I'm intrigued about yours, so I'm going to let you go. Actually, wait, no. Because last time you went first, and you was like, oh, I did Mario Kart in Japan. And I was like, yeah, I played mini golf. So... So you want to compete on who's got the worst experience? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I do. I'm a nihilist like that. Let's... Go on, I'll let you go first. Let's do this. Uh, my worst experience was I spent the weekend of Dean in York, but that wasn't the bad bit. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I was going to York anyway, and Dean lives up that way somewhere, up to north, and uh, spent the weekend with Dean, and it was great. And I, uh, I did this trip by train because it's quite far. 
And so I was I was leaving at the end of the weekend and Dean dropped me at the train station and I went and got on my train and then the lady called over to Tannoy. Uh, next stop, Newcastle, which is the complete opposite direction to London, where I live. And so I just had one of those moments where your heart is just going because you're about to go an extra 100 miles or whatever up north when you should be going 300 miles in the opposite direction to London. And it's like, yep. <laughs> like, it's like getting on for sort of nine, ten o'clock at night. You know, the longer you spend dicking around up north, the soon the train's going to stop running. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it shit me up something big time. And I managed to, I was running up and down the train like, I need a man. I need just a man, an adult, anyone, please, someone. And I managed to get hold of a man, and uh, and he reassured me, and he sorted me out and said, like, oh, you can get off at this station and wait, like, three quarters of an hour and get the next one down back to York and then change again to go back down to London. I managed to get back into London five minutes before the last train back to where I live, which was cutting it a little bit finer than I would have liked, but I did it. <laughs> I got home after my fucking almost Newcastle adventure, which sucked so much. <laughs> and like, if I had gone to Newcastle, that's it. I wouldn't have been able to get back to London that night. And the next day I would have had to spend like, I think it was 105 pounds or whatever on a new ticket to, <laughs> to get back home again after sleeping rough in a train station, you know? <laughs> No, I, I I'm I'm up this way. I would have kind of got you and gave you a a warm sofa to sleep on and and play on your Oculus. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have let you oh. die in Newcastle. I wouldn't have died. Them Geordies are nothing. I take them on. <laughs> or they Scousers. I can never tell. Yeah, they're Geordies. Okay. Um. So my worst experience of 2016 is watching the country that I love fall into fascism <laughs> over Brexit. <laughs> National socialism, almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, basically, a giant group of Nazis or the alt right, as they prefer to be called. What is that? Yeah, it's just um, they be called people on far right now. Why are they the alt right? Because it's rebranding. <laughs> it's rebranding, but um, <clears throat> no, it's just like, been really horrible. Just seeing like this country that I used to think was like tolerant, or at least the hope that was tolerant and yeah. part of Europe. And like, I love Europe and a lot of my friends are European and it's just like very crazy seeing all this happen. I live um, really close to the base of operations for a group called Britain first. Um, yeah. My mum lives like near there. Yeah. Which sucks balls. Like that guy's in prison now, by the way, <laughs> for going near a mosque. Because he was banned from uh, a radius around all mosques or something. <laughs> because he was a hateful, and I don't use this word lightly, he was a hateful cunt. Right? This, I find this fucking despicable. This man was going with his mob of thugs, going into mosques and like terrorizing the Im imams, imams, I think it's imam, and like just the general people in the mosques because these people aren't white or necessarily from England. Like any of us are from fucking England to start with. We're all from like, you know, 
Central Africa, way back, whatever. No one is 100% English or 100% American or 100% Scottish or, you know, whatever else. These people are just straight up, small-minded, bigoted cunts. <laughs> That's all there is yeah. to it. I can't stand this. It makes me so fucking angry. And to see the country get, like, essentially ruined through Brexit, like, there's a lot of people, oh, it's going to turn out okay. Yeah, no, I don't see it. Don't see it happening. To see that happen off the back of straight lies, like, and ignorance and bigotry, just, it make, it disgusts me. It truly does. I, it sucks, man. I might just stay in Japan. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, apparently, the Japanese have, like, the, I think they're one of the countries, like, the smallest amount of immigration, like, um, emigration too so i think like it's like 98 percent japanese there and a very tiny percent of different yeah uh, nationalities most of the um like experts you like, see there are either super rich or teachers yeah just like temporary jobs mostly but um yeah let's just stay in japan that's our 2017 thing just stay there i kind of want to apologize for that last bit i don't normally i try not to get involved it's a very downer thing to leave, leave it is on. and I, I i try not to go into like my political beliefs anywhere let alone on a on a on a public forum like this podcast but at the end of this fucking year it's just built up so much you know like it's been a crazy year for everything like i think we could agree on that. i work in a place it's a shop so like i can't really control who comes in there but the amount of like <laughs> casual racism and just just like hatefulness and you know ignorance bigotry all of this shit that I hear on a fucking daily basis if I didn't need my job Jesus Christ I would have been sacked for punching someone a long time ago I can't abide this shit it does my fucking head in and I realised that I'm like a you know single straight white male privileged you know whatever saying this I don't think it matters, to be honest. I think that that this stuff that's, you know... Because it wasn't like this five, ten years ago, at least not from what I remember. I mean, do you remember, like, these pseudo-political parties coming out and just being straight-up racists? Because I don't. No, no. It's just very, like, legitimized like a platform now. Like, it's okay to do this now. Yeah, like, it's okay to to be called like Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson and go out in front of the public and say, if you vote for us to leave the European Union, Union, the NHS is going to get an extra £350 million a week <laughs> and stuff like that that just doesn't happen. Like Brexit... And all the foreign, all the foreign people will be disappeared. Yeah, all the foreigners will just yeah. go and like Brexit occurs and they go, solve the £350 million. No, that's that wasn't going to happen. Like... Yeah, the biggest problem with Brexit is just everyone voted for different reasons. <coughs> no one voted based on facts either. The amount of and exactly, no, no one knew what they were voting for. And to be honest, the government doesn't know what they're doing at the moment. Like, no, it's so much. Uh, no one knew what what they were voting for. You know, should we did was the vote mean we should stay or leave the single market based on you know what? At least to an extent, America had- is a very vague question for such a big topic. Yeah. Like, at least America had this big list of things that their sort of new gimp was running on. 
that they can like hold him to. All we had was a bunch of disinformation and lies flying around. And like those of us who took the time to read up about the possibilities of what could happen were we to leave the union or what would happen if we stayed, you know, because I think the problem with staying wasn't really a problem. The only prob the only people that had problem with staying were the people who are bigoted and racist and ignorant and intolerant, you know, there's, um, there's a good saying that I like where it's like, not everyone who voted to leave is racist, but every racist voted to yeah. leave. Um, <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. I remember someone who I know, uh, I would say friend, but they're not my friend anymore, uh, voted to leave on a joke. <laughs> I just can't forgive that. I'm sorry. I, I can't. That's Voting and, and democracy isn't a joke. It's, you know, it's a right that we have. Not everywhere has this. Not everywhere has a democracy. And um to, you know, fuck around with it like that, especially of consequences that you know, maybe the EU wasn't the best thing. But it's also not as bad as, you know, being the odd one out. I think the pros greatly outweigh the cons. Yeah. I think they do. And I think um Um having a semi informed a, uh, opinion on it but I don't think there wasn't a lot of facts going around on both sides and there wasn't a lot of education like people need to know what the European Union does rather than what they read in the news where like they regulate the shape of bananas so you know that kind of stuff yeah and it's all it's like the, the sort of the sun the star the daily mail kind of culture and uh, information <laughs> spreading which to be honest isn't information it's all you know misinformation misinformation and uh absurd like sensationalist things like that thing that they, do you remember that thing the daily mail did where um uh, a family adopted a uh, a syrian child and the, the daily mail tried to run this story that it turned out he was a 30 year old man and they didn't know about it <laughs> was that the one they took to a shooting range <laughs> i think so um they took to a shooting range and found out he was actually a terrorist or something. yeah and it also came out that the whole thing was complete bullshit but that part didn't get reported about like no it's uh yeah i mean let's end on a happy note what can we talk about that's happy um oh why go on i was gonna say what was the what uh one thing you're most looking forward to in 2017 uh i've got my first date of 2017 already lined up is it with me in japan it's not uh it's with a girl that i've been talking to on my bus ride home every morning for about three months now oh, and this morning I learned her name <laughs> uh, <laughs> did it get to that stage where you knew each other so well that you couldn't ask her name yeah like I felt rude well, after a while and um like, like we're talking every day but I don't know your name but I can't ask it because we've been talking like for a week now here's the weird part about it right she um so I was like uh less like we, we talk all the time, well, every day pretty much. And I was like, so let's, uh, do you want to like go out sometime, grab a drink or whatever? And she's like, yeah, yeah, great. Um, so then I was, in my mind, I was like, I don't really want your phone number. <laughs> I don't want to call you. I don't want to text you. <laughs> like, So then I was like, do I ask for an email? Do I just give her my phone and say, find yourself on Facebook? Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, how the hell, how do you how do you exchange details? Like, you know, what's your Twitter handle? See, my normal jam is like because I work nights and stuff. My normal jam is to just go on online dating, and then I can be like selective, and it's all centralized, you know, the yeah. messaging app and whatever else. But for like actually meeting people out in the meet space, like, so what social network do you want to add me on? Uh, I've made an exception <laughs> for this one, and I'll use text message for the time being. Um, but I did have to do. Um, so uh, I need a I need a name to to put to the number. <laughs> I just realised that I hadn't even asked her name. But um, yeah, you know that's a nice thing to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, you should give her your phone and say, add yourself, and then mm, then uh, let her type her own name. And then let me guess which which network is on. <laughs> or say that I say uh, how do you spell your name, and then hope that she has a long name and not like short and simple like june i'm not going to say what her name is but it is a foreign name oh okay mm. so yeah you can you could totally ask how do you spell that and yeah i mean it, mm, and get away with that i would have been able i feel like i would have been able to guess how to spell it uh i might not have guessed correctly but i feel like i would have you know with enough tries <laughs> i would have got there eventually um so the biggest thing i'm looking forward to in 2017 is in a few weeks i go to china and then not long after we go to japan yeah um how long are you going so to china before three weeks wow um so no podcast for three weeks i guess possibly not it might be on a break yeah unless you want to take over yeah, i'll do a solo maybe maybe we can maybe we can do some record a couple episodes before or something we'll have to look into that could do uh Possibly. So I want to do a Rogue One episode once you've uh, watched it. Well, we can, re- let's say, uh, record Rogue One beginning the next week. Um, I kind of want to get my movie expert friend to chime in on that one. Okay. See what, I think you know him vaguely anyway. Vague, oh, I know the guy. my Facebook. I know the guy. I've got something to talk to him about if he does the Rogue One episode. Okay, cool. Um so yeah, uh, we took a bit of a Debbie Downer turn at the end there, but then we—I think we might have pulled it back. I think we pulled it back. Carl might get a girlfriend. If not, I'm going to find him a Japanese waifu. Uh, here's the deal: she she knows <laughs> I'm going to Japan because we've been talking about how I'm going to get Japanese Tinder while I'm out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Japanese Tinder. Yeah, like I'm not there for very long. I don't have time to be like meeting people and seducing them or wooing them or whatever. Riding the bus with them for three weeks. Can you cut that? I just said seduces. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, uh, and I've been looking it up online and apparently a lot of people that go do use Japanese Tinder and it's like kind of acceptable. So yeah, I don't see why I shouldn't. Um, obviously, if it works out with this girl, then, you know, probably won't be using Japanese Tinder. But uh, if it doesn't, then yeah. We have been... Codename Chicken. This was week 10. First double digits episode. Uh, just also have... the last episode of 2016. Last episode of 2016. First episode of 2017 is going to be something to do with Rogue One. A uh, couple of other bits I want to talk about on that one too, which would be pretty cool. I think Dean's probably got some stuff built up as well. Yeah, I've got a lot of built up thoughts. And um, you can find show notes for today's topics at codenamechicken.church slash 10 
You can email us, cluck at codenamechicken.church. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at slash codenamechicken. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and um, I'm Dean. You can find me on Twitter at CraftyDino. And you are at PissPound. <laughs> yeah, PissPound. Still, I think you're looking to change that. I don't know. Are you still looking to change it or are you uh, satisfied? I was going to, but I don't really do much on Twitter. So, um, yeah. I'd... You just retweet uh, Parappa the Noun. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's maybe the most inventive thing I've seen in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, just something else I wanted to throw out again. Uh, we would love it if you'd go to uh, iTunes, uh, give us a rating or uh, a uh, review doesn't even have to be a good one you know if you think something's wrong with it say so and uh we'll you know take that on board maybe possibly maybe but uh yeah if you you know if you leave a review or if you uh tweet with the hashtag or you know if you go on the facebook we give you a little shout out uh shout out on the show you know, get your name sort of shout out quasi internet famous <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of famous we can put your name in front of our literally tens of listeners nice no, like, like six thousand downloads i think so far yeah we're at like i think like six and a half thousand something like that cool yeah it's you know, right. good 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 figures six thousand two hundred and forty three you can discount 43 cool. of those because of the chicken techno in episode zero Oh, that's the best episode zero is the best episode it's the most uh, content rich episode <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah I've been Carl he's uh, he's Dean 2016 I'm Dean and suck 11 dicks <laughs> <laughs>